As we begin this new year, we're starting 2020 with a powerful story you don't want to miss. Hi, my name is Aris Lawless, and welcome to Sage Talk. In today's episode, Al Henson and Paul Lawler are looking back on how Al's ministry started 45 years ago. It's a life-changing story of how God led Al through the journey of brokenness as a young man, and I know you'll be blessed as you listen in. Al and Paul have over 75 years of pastoring between them, and they've spent decades walking among the nations, ministering to the persecuted church and the least of these. Let's join them as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's edition of Sage Talk. Hi, this is Paul Lawler, and I am with Al Henson, uh, founder of the Compassionate Hope Foundation, and this is Sage Talk. Uh, Al, recently in one of our episodes, I had the privilege of sharing a part of my own journey, and it was a part of my testimony related to brokenness. Mm -hmm. And as we pick up today, I think it would be very valuable for our listeners to hear your story. Uh, I'm mindful that um, there's some particular things that you have navigated as you've journeyed with Christ, particularly from age nine uh, into your early 20s. And I think that would be valuable for everyone, particularly our younger listeners, but really for people of all ages. Would you mind sharing with us uh, a bit of your journey today? I'd be honored to, Paul. And um, I think as I, I share this, uh, every you, you as you listen to Paul Lawler's story, and then you listen to Saul, Paul, and the Bible story, and we've mentioned others like Jacob and David, every story is very unique, mm. very different, mm-hmm. very similar. Yes. Uh, and it's... It's that potter and the clay, mm. because each one is unique, finding the, the best way and unique way to mar the clay, yes, uh, to make it pliable and moldable. And, and so that, that's a, a part of my story. Mm. Um, uh, I'm going to give you the end before the beginning, but the end is, is that what brought me to brokenness was not some major human crisis like sickness or someone's mm-hmm. death or some trauma. But mine was the kindness of God. Wow. Um, and I think that probably has a lot to do with my uh, my birth and my upbringing. My mother, who's still living now, is 84 years old, mm-hmm. and a godly woman, uh, my, my greatest cheerleader, mm-hmm. prayer warrior, and servant, uh, yes. as we've talked about servants, I think, in one of our episodes. But when... Uh, she was a young woman. She loved God, and mm. she, the, when she tells the story, she said, "I, I watched uh, people like Billy Graham being used of God." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I thought, "Oh, I wish I was a man so I could preach the gospel." <laughs> now that was fifty years ago, and thinking when uh, we all know that every uh, everyone is mm. a minister full time, should be a minister full time, a full time disciple and follower of Jesus. So she said, "God, please give me a son." Mm. And uh, I'll dedicate him to you. So I was conceived, and she tells the stories about how even in the womb she uh, would put her hand in, uh, on, on her stomach and pray for me. Wow. She'd read the Bible to me. Uh, wow. She would worship God. And then I was born uh, in sin, mm. 
uh, strong-willed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she didn't know what she was getting, <laughs> but a, but a strong-willed uh, rascal, really, mm-hmm. in, in many ways. But uh, it's interesting that by the time I was nine years old, uh, a, a Sunday school brat, and to get pens, mm-hmm. I had read through the Bible five times by the time I was nine years old. That is rare. Getting all this, and I do tell you that the motives and intentions were not about loving God necessarily. Yes. But you know, you read the Bible; it's it's powerful, yeah, and yeah. it's sharp. And so, it, so nine years old, you've read through the Bible five times. Five times. Yeah. I don't even know is that ever happened before. But keep going now. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, our church, which was a smaller country church, mm-hmm. decided that they were going to have a youth Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Sunday morning, they were going to let the young people do various things, but the pastor would bring the message Sunday morning. But on Sunday night, they were going to let one of the young people uh, bring the Sunday night message. Yes. And I was nine, and none of the teenagers volunteered. Oh, my goodness. So guess what I did? And my arrogance, I thought, I'll do it. Yes. I can do that. And and I'm being honest. I uh, I look back now and discern the, the the pride that was involved in mm-hmm. that. And so I studied, and I my message was around Moses, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was around the burning bush. And and it's interesting now when I look back the insights uh, that God was giving me. I feel like I was a lot like a Joseph. Mm. Um, one that God had seen, looked into Joseph's heart at a young age mm. and had given him a dream and a vision, and then uh, he was arrogant and pride, uh, prideful about it, and then um, uh, God had to carry him through tremendous events with his brothers and sold in slavery and the yes. imprisonment and all to bring him to a brokenness. But Acts will tell us in all of that process, but God was with him. Yeah, And we might say, based on our previous conversations about brokenness, that this was God's process with Joseph, and and God was preparing the the right path for Joseph mm. to to come to brokenness yes. in his own life. Mm-hmm. And so that Sunday night, I was well prepared, and the theme of my message was that the bush it wasn't the bush that mattered. Mm. What made this a very special bush was what was in the bush. Mm. Yeah. You think of a nine-year-old coming up with that, that that kind of thought, uh-huh. and uh, but then when I stood up, Paul, to preach, I couldn't get anything out of my mouth. Really, <laughs> I couldn't get anything out of my mouth, and I was and, I, and all of a sudden I realized God's not with me. The oh. very message I'm going to preach, wow, God is not with me. Uh, I'm just an old bush. Wow. And I, I, God gave me the strength to to say to one of the deacons of the church, I got it out of my would you come and pray? Mm. Mm. And when he prayed, mm. I knelt behind and cried and mm. said, God, I'm sorry. Mm. I repent. Please, God, would you be in this bush? Wow. And I and I, I would think there was a little brokenness there, but I preached. Our church hadn't had anyone saved in months, and we had two people come to Christ. Wow! And many of the adults were at the altars because God had moved into their hearts. This great that they could be a bush that God could yes. burn in. Yes. I walked out of that church that night, went out into the churchyard, and I was consumed with the sense that this was what God wanted me to do. Wow! Nine years old. Nine years old. 
now I want to back up. Hmm. Uh, my dad had come to Christ and when I was two, three, and four years old. Mm-hmm. My mom was a godly woman, and he had come to Christ through her influence, and a pastor had led him to the Lord. Mm. The pastor that led him to the Lord fell morally, mm. and it confused my dad, mm. frustrated my dad, and my dad pulled away from God and from the church. Mm. But I would always see my mom go to the altar almost every week and kneel, and she would pray for my dad. Yes. And uh, I would go often because I, I loved my mom. There was a special attraction, still is. Yeah. I'd just follow her, and I'd often be there. Tears sometimes, not for my dad as much as for my mom. Yes. That I saw my mom brokenhearted. And little did I know that this was occurring all through my childhood and teenage years, and God mm. was ministering to my soul and spirit a heart and compassion for others. Yes. That's interesting that now I have compassion and hope uh, foundation yes. to the least of these all, all over Asia. So I went home, uh, and one one Sunday, a Saturday, I got the strength. I went to my dad, fairly strong, and said, Dad, mm. Mom loves you. She's praying for you. Dad, would you come to church, please? Mm. And he looked back at me uh, in, in anger mm. and said, Son, I'm not going to church. Don't you ever, ever ask me again to attend church. Mm. And so through my teen, at, at nine, I was about to, to, God was asking me to become the very thing that my dad hated. Yeah, yeah. That my dad despised. And I'd hear dad talk from time to time about pastors and how they're no good and mm. <clears throat> how they're just lazy mm. and, and et cetera. And then we were raised very, very poor. Mm-hmm. And so my dad always worked hard, rough hands. He couldn't read, couldn't write, mm-hmm. had no education. And he said, son, you need to get a, a good education so you can get a good job and make money. Yes. So all of these things were pulling at me. Mm-hmm. And so this is the way we talked about in episodes of brokenness, how that we tend to fight internally with God. Yes, yes. And so I had a very unique way of going to battle with God. Mm-hmm. And this was it. Okay, God. I know you're real. I have love for you. Mm. I know some of what you want me to do. You know my dad. You know my situation. And so, God, what I'm going to do is I'm going to become the best teenager in this church. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to serve you like no other. I'm going to read books like no other. And so I, in my teenage years, I was reading books by Andrew Murray and A.W. Yeah. Tozer and, yes. and and great missionary books, reading them, weeping mm. over them, and, and, and wanting to love God that kind of way, mm. but at war with God because I wasn't giving God what God really wanted. And that was me. Yeah. Yeah. You see, when you come to brokenness, you come to the end of you. Mm. And actually what I was doing was more and more, God, I I am going to do this. I'm going to serve you this way. Yes. I'm going to bless you this way, and mm. and I, I, you will be pleased with me. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't working, and yet, God, I could see the hand of God blessing. When I wow. teach the Bible, my wife then, Susan, uh, we, we met when she was nine and I was 12. Mm. We began to have uh, love feelings for each other when she was uh, 14 and mm-hmm. I was 16. Mm-hmm. We committed our lives to each other and committed our lives to the Lord, and I never told her and never told anyone Wow! about this. Wow. I go to college, and just a year before I went to college, I had a dream. Mm. And in this dream, 
I died. Mm. And through my death, my father came back to Jesus. Mm. And I went and told my mom. And uh, it scared her because she knew that I, how much she'd been praying. Yes. And she understood eternal things, that she knew that God potentially could take, might take someone's life to see someone else come to Christ. Yeah. And I remember her taking me to the pastor and having me tell the pastor the story, and the pastor comforted her that this was probably not what God would do. And mm. yet I was willing. Mm-hmm. Went on off to college uh, at the age of 16. I graduated my senior year in college at the age of 20 in, in engineering. Wow. Many job offers. Got a phenomenal job out in, in, in the public arena, mm-hmm. uh, making a good income. My young wife now, we got married, my yeah. senior in college. Yes. And here we were, and we 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 moved to a, we finally settled after some training time into a town. I went into the church. I joined the church. And this teenage boy stands up on Wednesday night in the church and starts crying, and it, it says, I have nobody to teach me the Bible. Wow. And I went to the pastor and said— uh, can I? I'll be glad to teach you the Bible. I can get references. You don't know me that well. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, "I'll be wonderful." Mm. And so this young teenage boy, we invited him over our home at, at fifteen. Mm. And Susan and I had a dinner with him, study the Word of God. When he finished, I said, "Was this what you expected?" Yeah. Oh, I love it. Can I invite another? Mm. Now this is the kindness of God. Mm. Paul, over the next 10 months, Susan and I personally led over 80 young people to Christ. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, when we would gather, from, it was from one teenager, now the gatherings were at 120, 130. Mm. On this particular weekend, uh, we gathered on Saturday and we started, we had a cookout and games, went into a barn and had a meeting inside of a barn that was supposed to end at about 8, 8, 8.30. And God was so moving. That night I helped two young men surrender to the ministry, the very thing I was fighting with God over. Wow. And I remember I called the pastor and said, I don't know what to do here mm-hmm. uh, because we're supposed to be back at the church. He said, okay, if we stay, I, don't, for, I just don't think we should leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he said, sure, I'll go to the church and just tell the parents either to come out or come pick their kid up or they're welcome to come join. Mm. Well, we left that place at 2 a.m. Mm. And now the church was a movement of God started in the church that continued to the next morning. The church service went to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. They said, let's go home. They picked the church service up at, at 5.30 or 6. That evening it went to 9 or 10 with kids sharing wow. and adults repenting. Wow. We were having a small revival. Yes. And here was this young man, uh, t- 21 now, mm. leading this thing, wow. fighting God. Wow. Which I realized through that anyone can be hidden among us, mm-hmm. could be resisting God, yes. and we not actually know it. Mm. But— I was so full. Mm. <laughs> I was so happy. Mm. I thought, how stupid can a man be? Jesus. To want either have this or money. What do you want? This or a house? Yeah. And so finally I just went home and I remember waking up 
just trying to sleep, and I couldn't waking up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. that Monday morning. Mm. I looked over at my wife, who I'd loved, and mm-hmm. we'd known each other, been married now about a year and a half or so, and known each other five years prior to that, and loved each other, talked about me getting a good job. Mm-hmm. And that week we were going to go uh, purchase five acres of land and a house. We were going to settle all of that. Wow. And I finally said, God, I can't do this anymore. I thought, what will my dad say? I'm going to become the very thing he despises. Mm. And so I uh, get up, go in the living room, and I I didn't say, Lord, I surrender. Mm. I didn't say, Lord, I I yield to the ministry. Mm. I said, God, I'm done fighting with you. Wow. God, I am sick. Mm-hmm. of how unloving I've been to you, mm. how dishonoring I've been to you. Mm. Please, I just want, I want this old man dead. I'd read enough books that I already understood the self-life. I yes. want this old man dead, Yes, and I want to live. Mm. Raise me up in you and the Spirit that I might live mm. and walk with you. Mm. Three quick things. I never felt so joyful. <laughs> A twelve, Paul, a twelve-year battle, yes, had ended, yes, and now I was at rest with God. Amen. And this was this a deep brokenness was taking place in my life. I wondered what my wife would say. Mm. So the next evening, uh, after we finished, I couldn't tell her at the table, and she goes and sits in the living room. And I finally just say, "Okay, I'm going to do it." I run in the living room, and I say, "Honey, I need to tell you something." She starts crying. She says, you don't have to tell me. Mm. I already know. Yes. Anyone around you knows it. Yes. You're the, she didn't say this, but I think she was thinking, you're the, you're the, you're the dummy that didn't see this before. <laughs> uh, but mm. anyway, we embraced and hugged and prayed, and, and she said, you need to call your mom. Yes. And I called my mom, mm. and my mom said, uh, yes, praise the Lord. She was weeping. She said, I can tell you the night God called you. And she went back to that nine-year-old night. Wow. And she said, God clearly told me, Mm. you say nothing to him about this. Mm -hmm. This is between him and me. Mm. She said, I can't tell you how many people, pastors, have wanted to talk to you. But I told them, please don't talk to him. Leave him. But this is between him and God. Yes, that's so good, so wise. So it's like when we talked about brokenness, you rightfully said, this is a gift. Mm -hmm. And God was preparing that. I'd like to find one final thing about my dad. Yeah. Uh, just to show you the beauty of the Lord. Mm. That night when I surrendered, and I used the word dead, I follow. God said immediately to me, This is the answer to your dream. Mm. Mm. I wasn't speaking about a physical death. Yes. I was speaking about a brokenness mm. and where you would come to the end of you mm. and find me. Yes. Went through seminary and I came back. And we were going to start this church, and Mom was going to be the first one on the front row, you know. Mm. We were starting it back in our home area, and I thought, what do I do with my dad? If I don't invite him, maybe he'll feel like I don't want him to come. Mm. If I do invite him, I'll dishonor him because of what yes. he told me when I was young. And yes. finally I said, God, give me the words. And so I went to my dad, and this is what I said. Mm. Dad, I remember what you said to me when I was seven or eight years old. Mm. And I don't want to dishonor you, so mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to come to church. Mm. I just want you to know 
This is the morning we'll have our first gathering, and you're welcome to come if you would like to come. Yes. So he shows up. Oh, wow. Because he had seen a couple of times when I was in seminary, I'd come up with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Once he actually said, who are you? Mm. Are you my son? Mm. He had seen such a change in my life. Glory. So he sat there for over a year on the mm. back row, and I thought he came back Sunday night. He wouldn't yes. miss a gathering. And he, he started saying he wanted to read the Bible, and he couldn't read, so we'd give him tapes where he could start listening to the Bible. Mm. About a year in, on a Sunday night, when I gave an invitation, my dad walks down the aisle. Wow. And he doesn't stop mm. at the altar. He comes up and he puts his arms around me. Now, my dad was an old codger. Yeah. He never said, I love you. I, I, I'm sure he did as a child, but I hadn't heard I love you for decades. Mm. Yes. But his arms around me, he said, son, I'm so proud of you. Mm. And I love you. Oh. Please help me. Jesus. I want to come back to Jesus. Yes, Lord. And so when we talk about brokenness, that mm. uh, as brokenness is deepening, a river mm. is flowing out of you. Yes. That others get in in the, in the taste of it or the sight of it, it begins to change and transform mm-hmm. their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, I've s- seen that with Dad, and now this has been forty five years ago, Paul. Mm. Uh, Al, what what you've just shared and what you're sharing, it it so beautifully illustrates the really the the infinite worth of being broken for Christ. Yeah. And, and the fruit that it produces. Now, now we're both aware that somebody listening to us right now is battling. Mm-hmm. And, and in that battle, there's a, there's a young woman or there's a young man or maybe someone at midlife or even older that God has put his hand on. And he's drawing them, and they're battling. Mm. What, would you, what would you say to them? What would you speak into them? I, I would say to them, uh, just like the prodigal son, mm. Uh, you have no idea how foolish you are. Hmm. I remember thinking, if I give myself to the Lord this kind of way, I give up everything. Yes. And the truth is, I gave up nothing. Hmm. And I gained everything. Hmm. I'd say, secondly, you have no idea how much God loves you. Yes, Lord. If you understood God's love for you Hmm. and how he can fill your soul and his eternal purposes and plans for your life— you would run into brokenness. Yes. Yes. Uh, you, would, you would run into it mm. because Jesus will run there with you. Mm. And uh, uh, so love and uh, know the love of God, understand the mm. foolishness of anything less. Mm. I just imagine, I could imagine what it would be like if you had a church with 20 or 30, 40 people in it yeah. who understood brokenness and walked this kind of way. Yes. Um, and... And my life has been 45 years of tens of thousands of people drinking mm. out of my life mm. and tasting the life of Jesus and, and the life of God. Al, you have shared some things with us today that really are sacred gems, mm-hmm. gifts to the body of Christ. Um, uh, before we pray, I want to I want to mention that in light of where we've journeyed today, that that next week we're going to talk about Jesus is the source and authority. Mm-hmm. And, and I mention that because of how beautifully it bridges out of this topic of, of brokenness. 
And as you've shared today, and we're mindful that there are those among us that are listening today that in their heart, they feel this tension. Mm. And so would you lead us in prayer uh, for yes. those that are listening today that uh, as they're battling? Father, um, uh, I pray for that brother, that sister sitting in a car out back in their home mm. listening. God, you're right there with them. And I would ask that you would overwhelm them mm. with you and your love yes. and your presence. Mm. I, I pray they would hear you softly say, son, daughter, mm. listen to this, your older brother. He's right. I, they hear you say in a gentle way, trust me. Yes. Just give in. Uh, say yes. Mm. Uh, fully surrender. Yes. Turn away from uh, the things they need to turn from. Mm. And to turn to you, Lord. Yes, God. You are the way. Mm. You are the life. Mm. And uh, you are the truth. Mm. And it's, Lord, salvation was just the beginning. That's right. And I pray for each brother and sister that they would be able through brokenness now, that they're, that they're in the room with you and you're in the room with them and they're in you and you are in them, that through brokenness they might, through the grace of God, begin to experience and share Mm. all of the unsearchable riches that they have in Christ. Yes, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. As we close, I want to remind you that brokenness is a precious gift that God wants to give you. But like Al, you might be wrestling with surrender today. Please go to God, give up your right to control, and allow Him to lead you into a life of surrender, brokenness, and intimacy with Him. You won't regret it. In our next episode, Al and Paul are beginning a new series on the names of God. You can subscribe to Sage Talk in your favorite podcast app or on our website, sagetalkpodcast.com, so you don't miss the first episode. Come back soon and join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart-to-heart, and life-to-life.